Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast. It is, isn't it? Isn't it? Wait it is. For me, wait for me. I'm in the podcast too. <laughs> regular features. Regular features. Regular features now. <laughs> That's awful. Hello and welcome to episode 147 of the Regular Features Podcast. I'm Vladimir to meet you. No, that didn't work. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, today is a, a special episode in the fact that at least one of the features is tangentially about Russia. Oh, ho, ho, does Russia. That, does that mean this is a Russia special? Yes. Fantastic. That's a title sorted anyway. And a theme <laughs> tune. <laughs> Let's, shall we go, oh, over some, <laughs> Let's do those noises now and then maybe put some music in the background later. Let's try it. Good. Well, that was fantastic. I do hope that all of the readers... Lebda Dev. Is that one? Yeah, he was the one who was poisoned, wasn't he? Yes. Bad times. Left for dead. Left for dead, left for dead. Left for dead. Ah, yeah. How many puns can we uncover in this <laughs> yeah. epic box of Russian based Poisoned puns? Poisoned in it, too. What was that one? That uh, Left the Dead was poisoned in it. Poisoned in it. Poisoned in it, too. <laughs> was he? Was he? And yeah, they poisoned the, the sushi, didn't they? Put polonium in it. Poisoned by the tip of a brolly in the capital <laughs> city, Itsu. <laughs> As he died, I'm sure he would have said. Itsu Brute. Oh, fucking oh, hell. I've never been a big fan of Itsu, but I'm definitely not eating there now. Yeah. Go to Yosushi instead. Definitely. Was it an umbrella tip that poisoned him? No, there, there was poison. There was two. There's one umbrella tip. That might be from James Bond. No, I feel certain that it's a real thing because polonium I'm, I'm, I'm pleased in, when... a, in an umbrella tip. <laughs> yes, uh, it was a cheeky head that fired a polonium <laughs> tip dart into his neck whilst he was having some sushi. Oh. And his, his arms went floppy and he, <laughs> and, he ran around comically. And he started shouting secrets. <laughs> and the beautiful woman he was in bed with didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh, oh there was one who died when the, someone dripped some acid down a cobweb. <laughs> that was definitely James Bond. A spider with growing red LED eyes. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Russia recently. What? And I wrote an article about it. Now my Twitter feed is full of really fucking angry Russian people. Really? Really? Yeah. But have you gained net Twitter kudos? Okay, about 30 new followers. So that's that's me. That's fine. I, I, I can never visit Russia again. That's worth it, though. 30 new followers. Imagine, imagine the reach. Yeah. You had quite a negative, negative opinion about Russia. And quite I a negative impact. Fucking hate Russia. I think it's a fucking shithole for worms. <laughs> <laughs> shithole for tweeting worm idiots. <laughs> now, so um, what, what what caused you to have such a strong reaction to I, it, Steve? Speaking honestly, I don't hate any country, even the really shit ones like Russia. Uh, I don't. Like... You just hate all the people that make up the population of that country. <laughs> no, I I was I was. I don't know if mugging is too strong a word. If I was attacked, pinned against a wall aggressively and violently by a taxi driver while my pockets are emptied by his colleague. I don't know if I call that a mugging. I mean, it's probably a Do mugging. You have to be... Was he actually pinning you against the wall or are you saying if I was as though you weren't? Is that what you were? Is this what happened? If it was up against the wall such that I could have resisted and made... Uh, it would have turned into a fight... Right, if yeah. If I've resisted. That's probably a mugging then, isn't it? Because the thing is, like, people get mugged all the time and they don't actually get into a fight. It's just people say, like, give me your money in a way which, like, people know that they don't. Is that just robbing? Don't. Was I just robbed? I don't know. I think being mugged well, no. is always the threat of violence because if you're robbed, it means sometimes you don't even know you've been robbed. It's a, it's a, there's a degree of subtlety Well, there. robbing means you get the items. Mugging means you get the items and also cause damage, according to Final Fantasy. Oh, <laughs> I was just yeah, thinking, that's true. Where, do I, where does that system come from? <laughs> I don't know how, how many hit points I came away with. I think I lost at least a few. I'm pretty sure that if you combine the mug material with certain swords, then you have a four times increased chance. Yeah, of, that's uh, the quad. That's the quad, quad, quad material. A quad, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, there's only two of them. 
No, it's the weapon that hits four times. I remember now. Mm. Unfortunately, when you do get your ultimate weapon, you don't you no longer gain AP in the respective materia, so yeah. you can no longer level up. So yeah. it's a bit of a trade-off, really. Although, if you tie quad materia with uh, Phoenix and Knights of the Round, <sighs> then on death, you not only cast Phoenix to revive your entire team, you then cast Knights of the Round, the most powerful summoner of Final Fantasy VII, four, four times. times. Ladies and if the other and gentlemen, and if the other members of your team are equipped with mimic, you've got it made. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. yeah, there aren't many uh, uh, enemies who will stand up to that, apart from perhaps Ruby Weapon. Ruby Weapon, is. indeed, Emerald yeah. Weapon. Yeah, and neither it, of which were the two people mugging you, I believe. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't encounter either of them in the desert outside the Golden Saucer <laughs> or deep <Lock>. underground. After... <laughs> That's a shame. But, um, I mean, do you think you'll go back to Russia to try and find the Ruby? I don't weapon? think I'm allowed back to Russia now. I mean, the article I wrote was very, it was, it was... It oh, put the it, scat into scathing. No, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> you just wanted to say that. <laughs> well, you don't think of a sentence like that and not say it, Steve. <laughs> it, it was, I, I took the mugging and I ran with it as a reason to be annoyed at Russia. Um, I don't really... I hate Russia. I mean, I dislike a lot about it. I mean, like, you I can say that here and now, but your article's already had ramifications, has it? It has ramifications that I'm actually not able to speak about. Oh, okay. Perhaps on, ongoing legal matters. In a bit further down the line, we'll, uh, that's another reason to keep on listening to regular features. Ah. One day, I'll tell you about the shit production editor Log and I worked with, but he's <laughs> still on the periphery of a of our social circles, so we will never really openly talk about how shit he so, was or publish all of the documents that we kept about oh him. Oh my God, imagine the day when we turn those, just open those to anyone with the link and just <laughs> tweet the link to that document. Oh, yeah. A catalogue of awful sub-editing. It is very good. And the reason why the PC Zone... One day well, it's not the reason why PC Zone slipped into the, the, the canal. Have you ever noticed the decline in quality of the, the subbing of PC Zone? That was it. Oh, well, we're talking about it now. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Naming no names. We need to stop. Naming no oh, names. Okay. Yeah, we'll in the future, it. we'll have lots of... It'll be like, yeah, like the embargo we lifted and all these dossiers of, yeah. of slightly naughty things will just be unleashed upon you, the reader. Yeah. In a way which you might not even want. So that's why there's a faint Russian theme to this episode. Mm. Well, we can't talk about what happened to you in Russia and why you're no longer allowed to go to Russia. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you a thing or two <laughs> about Russia. I think so. <laughs> that's a jingle. Spasiba, Matthew. What does that mean? It means thank you in Russian. You're welcome. In it's Russia. like ashes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for making you do that, Steve. So, yeah, um, I've been looking into this a lot recently. I've been reading a lot of articles about Russia and about the fact that lots of people are increasingly worried that Russia and America are actually going to go to war because of the infrastructure, the red telephones they had in the Cold War. That's all fallen apart a bit. And it seems like Putin is increasingly talking about the idea of a limited nuclear war as a possibility when everyone else in the world thinks that's fucking insane. But he thinks it's fine. Just do a few nukes and then everyone else will be like, I'm not doing do a nuke. And nicely that's it. placed nukes. Yeah. It's like a surgical procedure. Precisely. Just lop off Hawaii. Lop off Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> I like when a few, a few syllables sound nice together. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to repeat them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone's genuinely terrified it's going to happen, including lots of people in Russia. Do you know what they do in Metal Gear Solid 1? What? Which I like is that they, uh, the terrorists fire a nuke into a Chinese nuclear testing ground, a big desert that the Chinese use to test nukes, as a way of like warning China that they have all of these nukes and that they can fire them at anywhere on the in, planet. Instead, it just convinced Russia and China that they've got some really cool working nukes. Yeah. <laughs> it emboldened them. Wow, we didn't even fire that one. <laughs> <laughs> we got more nukes than we knew about. <laughs> So cool. We got a double nuke. It went off again six yeah. hours later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I read a bunch of articles on it, and apparently the, the general theory on the street is that actually uh, Putin doesn't want to do a World War Three. He just wants to spark and push NATO into a position where NATO is forced to break. Well, the fact that attacking a small country and then putting America in a position where they would have to counterattack Moscow and they won't want to do that, and so it will prove that the whole NATO protection thing is just absolute bollocks. Mm. So, you know, either World War Three or just the destruction of NATO looks like it might be on the cards in the next few years. Anyway, the Whoa, thing you won't... NATO were always the good guys in the video games I played. 
Mirrors Over Kiev. No, that's an album. That's a chicken. Thing, Raid over it? Moscow. Raid over Moscow. <laughs> Mirrors yeah. over Kiev is just a fantastically sexy night in with chicken. Oh fucking hell! Ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Imagine I will that. say, yeah. I will say in Russia's defence, <laughs> it's the last thing you'll hear me say in Russia's defence uh, <laughs> that the expansion of NATO's borders further east post World War Two. Uh, Especially frankly, after the promises made that we wouldn't be expanding our borders and encroach on their territory. The gentlemen's oh, yeah. agreements following the Cold War. I mean, Russia has every right to be furious with the encroachment on their territory. I completely and, agree. and we are both saying that, having listened to the podcasts of Dan Carlin. Shh, 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 shh. Oh, shit, 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 shit. shit. <laughs> that's, that's all I get my opinion from. <laughs> oh, I thought you two would be reading articles like me. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, the thing I also read in a lot of articles here, which uh, said that at the moment, uh, in the build-up to the inevitability of World War Three, Russians are actively targeting borderline popular amateur, amateur podcasts. Um, oh, particularly the sort of thing that we do. Well, borderline popular. Borderline popular. We're not That's... amateur, though. We're professional. I know, right? But sometimes I guess these things get lost in translation. Yes. Okay. Well, let's let's explain the words you wrote. Anyway, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And so, uh, yeah. But then I started to think about it, and I started to realize actually, over the past month um, or two, quite a lot of strange things have been happening in my life, and I'm starting to put the pieces together, if you will. Mm. And thinking, how, how deep does this Russian rabbit hole go? Oh, oh. Well, first of all, like the arts funding was pulled from my controversial three-part opera, which was West Berlin was always better than East Berlin because East Berlin was always shite, mm-hmm. um, which is weird because I was told it was going to be a West End matinee smash. My producer told me at the time that he said specifically uh, Matilda was going to be absolutely fucked. He said it doesn't matter if she can make things fly around the air because those things are all going to end up flying up her ass and then doing a heartwarming, magical, telekinetic dance inside the guts of a prepubescent child. I was going to say, isn't she very young? And isn't that a, she is. is that a disturbing image to conjure in the minds of our readers? Well, uh, she's in full control of every object flying around the room. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Okay, that counts as enthusiastic consent. to prevent a young girl from experimenting? I mean, I mean also, like... We don't know how we'd end up experimenting if we had telekinetic powers as a, as a child, do we? Mm. So it's not for us to judge. The things I did in the bathtub without telekinetic powers were quite enough. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, wanted I mean... to have sex with a person who could inflate his penis by holding his nose and going <laughs> <laughs> wily coyote. <laughs> well, it's probably for the best that you didn't have telekinetic powers, then, isn't it, Log? Because you would have caused a lot of damage. Anyway, I, I think... I would have picked people up by their dick and just swung them around the room with my brain. <laughs> As opposed to your hand. I can't, <laughs> I can't deny that that would be amazing. But you're right, it is a strange thing to say. I think my producer had been drinking at the time when he said that, of course. And I had to assume that he also might have been quite drunk when he accidentally burned his flat to the ground and happened to drown in the Thames. Um, but I started thinking about it. I thought, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Um, also, I noticed that all of the letters I get in the post have already been opened before I get to them. Um, well, you off. I, and they also probably get like, some interesting letters that are worth reading. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess I do. You just thought that was that that new postal service. Yeah. Well, they don't also, also where, not, where they mark your letters for you. Yeah, <laughs> and they just <laughs> they, they redact stopped, your uh, letters for you. They're not putting them in little cardboard bits as well. You know, the little cardboard bits, which is like this is for this flat, this is for this flat. They're just like strewn across the floor. And also the other weird thing is whenever I go to get the letters, there's also like a corpse of a postman like strangled on the floor. Mm. And Have you searched him for clues? I've just realised those two things might be connected, actually. Uh, well, no. That's why you're searching for clues. Yeah. Why are you searching things for clues more? Click on him. I'm busy, <laughs> why, right? Why don't you go on holiday to mount clues more? <laughs> <laughs> just like the fucking police. They're like, have you searched him for clues? I'm like, I'm trying to. I work from home. God. This is like when you work from home, everyone's like, oh, is it all right if I just pop over and talk to you for four hours about, oh, is it all right? The police are like, oh, can you search him for clues? I, yeah. I do actually have a job. It's fine, we'll uh, send around a guy to search him for clues, but that's going to be two days, and all the clues are going to be greyed out by then. I know, right, but... He was interviewing me, he was playing with himself. He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm checking my dick for clues. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's like this weird crackle on my landline whenever I make kind of phone calls, and, and I thought I could hear breathing. And so I looked underneath the tiny table that we keep our phone on, and I found an unassuming bearded man called Yuri under there, Yuri. who scampered off. And I started looking underneath other furniture, 
And I found the same thing. I'm the, the, every piece of furniture on my flat is a small, unassuming bearded man called Yuri. Have a look. Steve, yeah. I'm going to ask you what Yuri is short for. And if you say the word I'm thinking of, I'll give you a high five. It's urine. <laughs> oh, mine was urethra. Oh. oh. <laughs> Never Connect, mind. Connected but distinct. Well, let me just have a look underneath this um, table, this bedside table. Oh, yeah, look. There's one right there. He's gone now, but before I even ask what his name was, they scuttle away like little cockroaches, <laughs> which <laughs> this I find dis- all Russian men <laughs> disgusting. To be to be disgusting subhuman cockroaches. Russia, the country which we can laugh at their teeth about, and then like the like the Americans laugh at us. They do, don't they? Those fuckers. <laughs> Fuck you, America. But I still didn't. I really hadn't clocked that anything was particularly strange about mm. any of this stuff. But thinking about it, I've realised that none of my family have been answering the phone, and. Uh, I'm constantly being followed by a topless man with wild eyebrows who appears to be riding a bear. Except for when I go in Sainsbury's. He doesn't follow me into Sainsbury's. I think they have quite strict uh, security on the doors there. Mm. And they might not be allowed to take bears in. And the aircon in Sainsbury's is really cold. I don't know if you've walked into Sainsbury's during this summer heat wave that we've been oh, having. You suddenly feel like you need to put a coat on. Yeah. Maybe the bear will not tolerate such frigid conditions. If we're reminded too much of the Siberian outback. I came out of a of the Sainsbury's next to the vest this week. And um, there was three women eating crisps outside and staring indoors. And I've never felt more self-conscious than three women just looking at me eating crisps. They weren't together. They were dotted at all, one on either side of the door, one in front. And I thought they must be waiting for something, either that or they don't like the air conditioning. Um, yeah. And uh, I looked around. There's no one that nothing happened. And I'm not, I've yet to solve this mystery. Oh. I should have checked out what brand of crisps it was. I don't know. That's Probably yet a another. Russian brand of crisps. <gasps> this is yet I'm another not, reason. By the way, that wasn't... That's not a joke. That actually happened. No, three I, three sure women eating crisps. I don't I know. know if you've... Well, does, isn't that mind-blowing? I that think, Locke, <laughs> I'm beginning to see the pieces coming together in my mind. And I'm increasingly worried that this might be, lo- this might be similar to what's happening with me. It might all be a bigger part of a big, Fuck. big picture. Yeah? How deep does this rabbit hole go, Lord? How deep, wide, and dense is this rabbit hole packed? How do rabbits <laughs> even get down this hole? It's ridiculous. It's too big. They'll be just falling down this hole. Jesus. <laughs> do they die at the bottom? I don't know. Anyway, um, I mean, I should have really cottoned on that something weird was going on uh, with the Russians when I was kidnapped and locked in a garage for 14 hours while Russian men covered me in gasoline and attached nipples my Attach nipples, nipples onto got, your bulldog oh, clips. Oh, now you've got nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted nipples, but now I've got them. No, they were, they put a, a kind of car battery, a live car battery on my nipples. One on each nipple. Mm. It was very hard to balance them. Um, <laughs> but the thing was, this was weird, because I'd been browsing online for something similar for Log's birthday, you know. Um, so part of me wondered if I accidentally paid for a KGB fuck fuck and then somehow entered the wrong address and they just come around to, to do it to me instead of Log. So I wasn't really that worried about it um, until they started like pulling out teeth and then repeatedly asking me what Roger Helmer was hiding. And then I began to get the vibe that this wasn't a sex thing. Um, but I guess then it must be an experiential theatre thing that my girlfriend had surprised me with. I mean, it was, you do, it was you do really... like that immersive theatre. I do yeah, like yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. So I just yeah. sort of thought, wow, this is really like... I mean, it was really realistic. Look how many teeth they pulled out. Oh, yeah, You've only yeah. got one big one left. I know. It was really good. That's why your mum's... In the kitchen with broken legs. Is she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, oh, I thought that was for me. <laughs> I've been I had to... a proper good feel. I'm really sorry. I thought it was. I thought it was for my benefit. I've been trying to call her for weeks. I'll go and I'll go and yeah. talk to her after. Yeah. She's totally dehydrated. I haven't been able to get through to her on the phone for weeks. She hasn't been picking up. She's in there. Oh, oh, and another thing. I think they um left a basket of toilet rolls, tantalisingly close, but not within easy reach of your toilet of your toilet. And there was nothing on their roll, so that when I went to the toilet, I had to take a couple of um, steps across the room. Yeah. And, there's a, and there's a filthy brown pillow on your windowsill, and I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I'm assuming a oh. Russian man shit on a pillow that's and put it on the windowsill. That's the fucking calling card of the KGB. <laughs> and one of those things was me, but I'm going to leave it up to the readers to work out <laughs> which one it was. <laughs> anyway, um, I was kind of... It was nice of my girlfriend. It was a bit intense, but she did arrange it for me. So, But when I went home to try and ask my girlfriend about this whole experiential theatre thing, and I feel really stupid for not knowing, noticing this a lot earlier, because she had been acting a bit strangely for quite a while. Um, she'd just been a bit distant. 
I realised that actually um, my girlfriend had been replaced with a, a large block of depleted uranium that was wearing lipstick and a wig that had sort of been propped up in the bed in a kind of coquettish fashion. Um, so I've been oh, to the doctors and I've got to have my dick amputated. I did say oh. she was looking radiant. <laughs> <coughs> oh. <coughs> Thank you. Anyway, uh, the final, the final thing. Just when I realised, just when I thought this, this thing couldn't go on. Just when I thought this damn rabbit hole couldn't get any wider or deeper without it becoming ineffectively a cave, a cave, <laughs> a basic cave. I suddenly realised that there was a warning. There was a warning, right? I could, I should have seen all this coming. Mm. I had somebody very close to me who warned me that the Russians were angry with our podcast and that the Russians were coming after us. Wow. And you're not going to believe who it was. No, I don't know. Last week in this very room, I sat down and recorded a podcast about video games with none other than Mr. Gavin Murphy, <laughs> who repeatedly yeah. kept talking, kept using the frame phrase because he'd seen this game at E3 called Mother Russia Bleeds. He kept saying Mother Russia Bleeds. He was trying to send me a message. He was wow. telling me that Russia were angry with the podcast angry with us and that we had to be careful I didn't see it coming but now it makes so much sense oh, are you just it. plugging daft so no, yeah, this is no. not this is rude you behavior. said that Stephen not me <laughs> you said that you say Gavin Murphy think about it this way right? Gavin Murphy right what's he doing all the time where is he he's always at weddings always at the cinema mm. and what's a is wedding he? Russia <laughs> what, if you <laughs> what scores the same at Scrabble as the word Reading Red <laughs> Devil precisely he is clearly He's clearly a KGB spy. That's why he's never around. He's always off doing spy things. Wedding is one of the seven sacraments. The third sacrament is communion. Communism. Communism. Holy fuck. I don't think I'm going to be able to do one better than that. (laughs) (laughs) That was excellent. But I mean, the final nail in this fucking coffin. Just say say his name in a Russian accent. Putin. Oh my God. Vladimir. Vladimir Murphy? You can't. <laughs> Vladimir Murphy. See, you can't. It just comes out like that. I tried it Jesus. in front of the mirror for hours. He's a fucking KGB agent. But he tried to save us. And I love him. He did for try that. to save us. We can no longer trust him. We will make him edit this episode because he did say he'd do it. Unfortunately, but after do, that, we need to cut off all ties. With we need to right. annex Gavin Murphy from the podcast realm. Does mm. that mean bring him into your podcast? When Germany annexed something it mean, I mean they had it rather than I'm going to be honest with you, Gav. I'm going to be honest with you, Log. I don't really know what the word annex means. It, it means bolt on. Like a, if you've got a granny flat I imagine that's something like an annex. Well, let's not do that with him then. Let's get rid of him. Bannex. Bannex <laughs> him. Gavin, you're bannexed. Get out of the podcast. Bannex. The well, political procedure you. that works around the clock without ruining your appetite. <laughs> Although, thank you if you are listening when you edit this, which I hope you are. I thank you also for warning us. And, you know, if I clocked on, I maybe could have saved the life of my girlfriend and my mother. And maybe I wouldn't have had to shit on a pillow and put it on the windowsill. Regular features. We are best friends. But you wouldn't know because you've no friends. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's favourite bit of the new Terminator film. I love the Terminator film. I'm a big fan, as you all know, of the Terminator film and Terminator films. And related lore. And relate the extended universe. Can I do a bit of the Terminator theme? I sing it quite a lot in the bedroom. Do it. Terminator, 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 Terminator. What are you going to terminate next? Who knows? I don't know. No. I'm waiting orders. Why are you asking him? Not the British version of the Terminator theme, the American one. Oh, the spin Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's Makes a beautiful sense, film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how... Terminator 2. Yeah, I've I watched Terminator 2 again last night because mm. I haven't seen the new Terminator film uh, and I've heard it's not very good. But it got me excited about the, the, the best Terminator film I've ever made. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. If you ever see me walking down the street like this, it's not because I'm pretending to be a dinosaur. It's because I'm pretending to have the hook things that he... 
Oh, and then in he, Terminator 2, when he's crawling up the back of the car. Hooks onto the back of the police oh, car. Dom, 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 dom. There, yeah. so if you ever see me yeah. doing that, readers and friends in the room alike, just don't just don't That's misunderstand why. me because I hate being misunderstood. I still, whenever I run fast, I, I'm pretending I'm the T1000. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, like you put your, your hands, your hands into, into and shovel shape. Oh, yeah. I can and run faster. Sprint, and I swear it makes yeah. me go faster. Oh, it does. And when you get new Reebok shoes, you definitely run faster. Because I find sometimes when I'm sprinting, people, I hear people go, shit, that's fast. That guy's going to catch up. And to it's look. because it's like, <laughs> I'm actually pretending I'm a robot, which yeah. makes you faster. Yeah. So, science. Uh, Do you ever run alongside trains just leaving out the station along the platform going, ah, I'm going faster than the train. Then you have to stop because the platform ends and you can just believe in your head that you were always going to stay faster than the train. Yeah. No. But I love it. it. Yeah, I said yeah, I meant no. I did that. I saw no reason why I couldn't go faster and faster until I was faster than a train. (laughs) I I remember the first time I watched Terminator 2 as a very young boy. I had a really big crush on John Connor, who was older than me, mm. and so fucking cool, because he rode a motorbike, and he didn't give a shit about what his parents said. Oh. But what do parents know? Yeah. Well, I really like the fact that I didn't see the first Terminator film until quite recently, um, uh, and I didn't realise how much how big the transformation was for Sarah Connor from the first film to the second film. I really like that, this idea that, like, it's like, oh yeah, sorry, the, the fate of humanity is on... On you now, and she just clearly in Terminator One, she's just like, I'm not fucking prepared for this at all. But yeah. by two, it's like, you know what? She's ready. Yeah, she's ready. Then she goes, fuck it, and she goes off to kill the guy who invents uh, Terminators. Such a jolly time, isn't and it? And so we had to pick up on as well. And it's pretty obvious to nerds who listen to this podcast is that so Terminator One, Arnie from Terminator One was sent back in time from the future mm-hmm. uh, to kill Sarah Connor. Um, he dies. They find a bit of his brain, his chip in the brain, and then they use that to create Skynet, which creates yeah. Terminators. Yeah. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, like in Ocarina of Time, when you learn the, the Song of Storms from a man in the future who says yeah. he learned it from a kid, and then you go back and you teach it to him as a kid. Yeah. It's like, where the fuck did it come from? It, it always, just spawned out of nothing. It always seemed to me like, whatever you do, you're just changing the date when Skynet does everything rather than actually preventing or for it or causing it. Well, yes, they did that so they could just keep making more I films. prefer Steve's Ocarina of Time <laughs> theory to the inevitability of AI. Nah. It's more I... whimsical. And that's on brand with the regular features podcast. No, I like having I like those published conversations with robots where they say, oh, what's morality? It says, I am morality. You are illegal now. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is Kyle Reese... And from the first one, he comes back in time to help Sarah Connor. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a soldier sent back in time by John Connor. And he's also John Connor's dad. I know, right? So It seems un- unlikely. It's like he he he, fought, he made himself happen by getting a soldier to fuck his mum in the past. Yeah, I know, right? That's good, isn't it? It's good the, films. It's, it's I wanted- antithetical to the time travel that I learned in Back to the Future, in which case people explode if they meet each other and that. Yeah, and they, they start to vanish from the feet up in photographs. <laughs> and then they can't run away. They just end up running away like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... I'd really like to recreate now, for the readers, my perhaps my favourite scene of all of the Terminators, which happened in Terminator... I don't know. It's not important. Let's say it happened in Genesis. I think I said that in the name of the feature. Steve, I would be honoured. As a Terminator fan, I would be honoured. To do what? To do, oh, to be part of it. To be I'd part of be, this. Yeah. Well, would you be even more honoured if I said you were going to be John Connor himself? Oh. Junk. I wanted to be John Connor. Steve. Well, you get to be the Terminator. Steve, I'm the so honoured. Terminator. Thank you so much, Steve. It's no worries, Matt. I'm glad you... Being the Terminator is better. So I am momentarily appeased. <laughs> okay, so you already remember the scene. Terminator is up on a roof. John Connor is down on the street. And they're on their way to Cyberdyne to stop Skynet. Terminator's oh, fucking around. I love this scene. Yeah. Go. Jump, Terminator. Your Terminator legs will protect you from damage. Negative. Terminator is scared. You don't have any emotions, Terminator. How can you be... Terminator scared! Terminator, we have to go and stop Skynet right now, or else the world is doomed. There must be another way down. What is another way down from a roof? I don't know, I'm not the one on the roof. 
Are there any staircases or maybe a ladder? Scanning for staircases and ladders. Have you found any... Staircases not found. For fuck's sake, Terminator. You come down from that roof this instant. Terminator frightened. Terminator sad. I'm warning you, Terminator. Scanning for staircases. Right, that's it, Terminator. I'm, I'm leaving without you. No, don't. I'm going. Here I go. Bye-bye, Terminator. No, come back. I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Terminator. Terminator jumps off the roof and runs after John. The pair continue their journey towards Cyberdyne HQ. My Terminator legs protected me from damage. I know. I told you they'd do that and you wouldn't listen. Can I have some crisps? No, you can't have some crisps. You had some crisps earlier. Terminator want crisps. Jesus Christ, Terminator. Give it a rest, will you? angry at Terminator. Terminator is doing his best. No, I'm, I'm not angry. You're just being really annoying today. Terminator's sad. Stop being sad. You aren't even programmed for sad. Who told you about sad? Terminator is useless. You're not, you're not useless. You're... Terminator, where are you going? Terminator going back up on roof to check for enemies. No, Terminator. Terminator begins scaling a building with his powerful robot arms. Terminator, no. <laughs> Terminator stuck. Terminator. Terminator stuck on the roof. <sighs> Help me, John. Help. Terminator. Oh. And scene. <laughs> I would pay money to watch that film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just got me right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it picked up. <laughs> well, I hope I... <laughs> I don't know what voice I was going for there. But... Terminator's emotion chip was all over the place there. <laughs> And his mo vocal modulation frequencies were slightly erratic. <laughs> it went a bit secret squirrel. Terminator! Oh. Oh, we might have a recurring character there. <laughs> a lot of my day is spent in post shit ecstasy. Post shit ecstasy. Post shit ecstasy. Well, if you've been hanging around in our Google Hangouts chat recently, you'll know some. Something about me that maybe the readers don't. I recently murdered my dog, as recently as yesterday. I took him into that vet's. I heard him barking in the background. I was with my mum. I didn't do it alone. He's a big dog. It takes two people to kill a dog <laughs> that people. size. And um, yes, the nurse. The nurse, the woman, the conspirator, and the aider and abettor in the murder of my dog told us that he'd um, done his other cruciate ligament in him because the first leg was still healing. It would be putting him through a bit too much to heal him. Cruciate right. ligament on, the, on another leg? On the other leg. I mean, I'm going to say. <gasps> um, was this other woman Was Russian? she chuckling all the way through? <laughs> Russian. She, um, she, no, she, she took her time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> well, she couldn't kill my dog fast enough. <laughs> I said... <laughs> I, I, we said to her, we, well, we've made our mind up. It's, it's going to be too stressful for the poor old fella. So um, we, before we'd even finished the sentence, she'd, she'd whipped out a couple of syringes, brought the dog in and said, right, I'm going to do it now. I said, no, no, can, do we have to sign a consent form? And she went, all right. Yeah, sticklers. Is this real, this bit? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, she said, I just want to kill dogs. But if you're going to make me go buy the book, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for making I the... have to literally buy the book from People Amazon like you and then that... go buy it. This, this is a stressful job anyway. I like the few moments of fun I can have and you want to ruin them. <laughs> this job used to be a laugh before you busybodies turned up. <laughs> With your red tape. <laughs> and, um, the only red tape I used to be interested in was the miles of red blood-soaked gauze. <laughs> that <laughs> littered my office. And like we, I thought something was up. When she brought the dog back in from the background where we'd been hearing him barking a lot because he doesn't like being alone. He's terribly trained. Well, it doesn't matter now. He's dead. He can't be a well-trained dead dog. What's the point? So um, so anyway, she'd <laughs> left. just made a really weird vacant expression. Of like... Yes, I'm keeping my emotions very tightly in check, Steve, for the purpose yeah, of entertainment. It's, this is the, the second... 
of the regular features dogs who have died. Yes. I mean, and the other two don't have a regular features dog. I had a dog, but it died ages ago. Hmm. Doesn't when, count. Well, get your own feature. Fucking <laughs> encroaching on my... I don't repeat features. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither do I. So we're not in the features yet. Um, yeah, the catheter was already in him. So like, all she had to do was rinse it out with one small syringe and then pump what looked like a litre of blue liquid into him. And he just put his head down and stopped. Oh. And I won't mind saying at that point, my face was screwed up to the point where I couldn't actually go anything other than ah, ah. Oh. Oh. so I just had hand on one hand on his head one hand on his bum thinking well if if, she, if we change our mind I can push up and down really hard and it might bring him back but no that wasn't to be we all realised we were doing the right thing and then we left and nothing is worse than leaving through a direct the door connected from the murder room into the foyer and you'd want some adjoining room or a corridor something to separate the two because mm. the second you open the door and see lots of people there my instinct that I've got an audience suddenly amplifies all my actual emotions. I just went, Rah! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's like a little it, anteroom. Well, it, well, you need a, a series, a catacomb, or a, sort of an enclave. A different door. <laughs> they should send you into a fucking labyrinth of sadness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through which you have to come to terms with your loss before you can ever find the exit. <laughs> I went to a, a funeral, a crematorium recently. Well, the first part of the funeral was there, and... It was, there was something quite, it was good, the fact that they brought you in through the front and then did the little mini service and then you took you out through a different door. Then to the, bundled you out the back. Come the on, we've got more bodies to fuck it, up with fire. Good, but, yeah, it was a combination of being like, yeah, it's good that they've taken us out here. But at the same time, you you felt it was more that like, there were people queuing out we're the on front. the clock. <laughs> we've got bodies. Do you know how many people die every day? <laughs> Do you know how many people die every day? And you think we give a fuck. Jog on, mate. It's not a fucking miracle of life. It's a fucking miracle of logistics burning all you fuckers. <laughs> That's the vibe I was getting. But yeah, it's just hugely sad. I've only met, I've met George once, but he was fucking massive. Yeah. Never met too, him. Not too big to fail, though. Unlike the banks. Yeah. Mm. So what's what's not fair? My dog being too big to survive, or the dog's being, t- <laughs> or the banks being too big to fail. Well, it's one. No, no one's trying to bail out. You're a dead dog. It's one rule for massive multinational institutions and one rule for overweight fucking dogs. <laughs> I tell you. Um, but anyway, they say that comedy is tragedy plus time. I'm sure that phrase has been used in the podcast before. So I just want to how much time do you need? Mm. It's been 24 hours. Which I think is enough. <laughs> Maybe if you make it so that comedy is tragedy times time. Because then it's like... Mm. Exponential less, time, right? Yeah. Like, well, no, it's just like, you get um, more, don't you? Clicker Heroes, the um, the exponential damage causing game. Have you played it? Nope. Have no. you played Cookie Clicker? Yes. It's like that, but with levels instead of yeah. It's it's bullshit. But uh, does it end up with a really weird subplot about old ladies taking over the world? Yeah. It doesn't wasn't that rubbish? People said, "Oh, it's amazing though. It gets really dirty." I mean, there's a real sort of side story with Granny's, and you go, "No, it's not. It's just, it's just fucking whimsy." But goes dark a little bit. I liked it because I didn't see it coming. I like. You set it. the bar low. I like. I liked it too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On sorry, this, dogs. the anniversary, the one-day anniversary of your dead dog. You don't want to disagree. Disagreeing, <laughs> disagreeing with you about Cookie Clicker. It's all right. I need it's to be betrayal heaped uh... upon betrayal. <laughs> Well, it was good though, wasn't it, Steve? <laughs> That's pretty good. Do you want to talk about Cookie Clicker? <laughs> no. <laughs> you just... Categorically, no. <laughs> right, let's talk about whatever you've got there. Well, I don't know. I've just got a few tests. I want to test the water with a few dog-related features. I mean, the first one I've got is a... It's all show. It's micro-features, basically. The first one is a um, potential sermon. I mean, you know about the Rainbow Bridge, don't you? The Rainbow Bridge? The Rainbow Bridge. It's where boy dogs go. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's where dogs go because they're not allowed in heaven. Because really? some people take, some people just won't be very flexible with scripture. So and they say, invented a new place for animal. It's Rainbow Bridge is where pets go. That sounds to me like fucking yeah. bullshit. It's right next to. Uh, it's actually part of Rainbow Road, the Mario Kart track. They're just going to get run over by fucking and dinosaurs. Then that the is what Rainbow it is. Road. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll tie that into the actual sermon. Yeah. Good evening, beloved pets, and welcome to Rainbow Bridge. This is the place where animals go instead of heaven, because quite frankly, heaven's a non-stop orgy, and the last thing anyone wants is to spit out a barrage of proper nice sticks to go home and feed a fucking dog. 
but that's okay. In the Rainbow Bridge for dogs, we have a really good time. And I think you're going to really enjoy the rest of eternity with your new pals. Now, if you go, you go to the overhead projector and outline the itinerary for the rest of your dog forever, which in human terms is several in seven infinite forevers. So learn to like it. First, look to the left over there. If you look underneath, oh, this is the bit I'll change. So if you look underneath the Rainbow Bridge, you'll see the Rainbow Road. And that's got the conveyor belt on it that takes recently deceased humans to their eternal destiny. Destiny. Well, that's exciting, isn't it? So stage one of your eternity is to stare at that, panting happily, and wait until you see your owners. Oh, <laughs> no. See those dogs over there? They're in the middle of stage two. That's the moment when you actually see your owners going past. And you could go mental, you go bark, you bark, you go go mad. It's like, oh, it's been probably been years since you've seen them, so you can imagine how excited you'll be. And if you're lucky, they might look up and see you, but it's not guaranteed, so uh, just, just keep barking. Maybe they'll hear you. <laughs> and after that, it's on to stage three. Now, 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 this is the most exciting stage of all. It's where you get to stare at the end of the conveyor belt and wonder if they're ever coming back. <laughs> now, I will say this. No one's ever come back to get the dog yet, but you never know, do you? <laughs> and you don't want to miss them. You don't want to miss your family who loved you right up to the moment they slipped a catheter into your leg and sent you here, do you? They wouldn't have sent you here if they weren't going to come back for you. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Welcome to the Rainbow Bridge. Get staring at that conveyor belt. Oh. I'm not crying, but I feel like all of my insides are bleeding tears. But I did it's... it in a funny camp voice. I know How you can do. it be upsetting? Yeah. I'm sorry, but you know that kind of horrible crunch stress thing you get where like you, you're fine, you just can tell you're frowning, but the whole of your insides is just in a horrible place. Yeah. I'm there. Also, it's not helping the fact that one of the main memories I have of, of, of George is from you wearing the, is it the Jennifer head? The big and him, head? Uh, yes, the and big papier-mâché head of my imaginary girlfriend. Yes, yes from you, your video of uh, Jennifer Tolstoy's Pets of Desire, is it? Yes, it is, Pets yeah. The, yeah, I, t- I know, I've had that in my head since the feature started. Yes, I've had... genuinely made me really sad. Yes, <laughs> I've just had old Durham Town on loop yeah. in my head because that's all I can think of. Oh, he, he was... Because it's got wool hair on that head and he was really fascinated by the hair and it, it made for a good end of the video. The, the dog was biting my hair and pulling my head off. <laughs> Oh, we'll, link, do- the we'll link to that in the description. Yes, yeah. please do. Because now it's a real pet from that video which has died. It's yeah, still mm. somehow poignant to me. If you put it on, you would genuinely burst into tears, wouldn't you? Especially because the whole video is making light of pet death. Yeah. yeah. Micro feature two. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of making light of pet death. <laughs> this one's called Woof When You Hear a Dog. And I've read a little passage about um, coming to terms with dog loss. And I've slipped a few dog puns in there. Oh, brilliant. So um, if you can, whenever you hear me say a dog breed in the middle of the sentence, some of them are quite well hidden, I want you to woof. Okay. Woof. Sorry, I was just testing. Can I take woof? There you go. Now, do you want me to do it in the same camp voice or my normal voice? Uh, It's a bit fast. It's a bit fast. A bit Matt Lucas. (laughs) Yeah, yes, it was very, yes. Okay, in that case, I won't be Matt Lucas. I was thinking it was more League of Gentlemen. Shit, I went for the wrong kind of camp. (laughs) (laughs) Now, a lot of you may think it's pretty repugnant. (laughs) Yes, well done. And cavalier to write write whimsical tracts. This is not fair. (laughs) Steve's going to (laughs) win. He's certainly 2-0 up on you. (laughs) To write whimsical tracts of pun-heavy text so soon after the death of a dog. But before you point a finger and decide, decide to shun me, is shun the right word? Maybe not, but I'll say shun anyway. Woof. Oh, nice. Very good. Ooh. I uh, don't even know that's a dog. I just guessed it must be because of the setup. Alsatian. Oh, I missed it. Oh, he was just blind woofing. Oh, hey, you still got it. I still got the fucking point. So fuck you. Oh. And from now on, you have to woof, then say the breed of dog. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. I'm definitely going to lose. Now you've ruined it for both of us. <sighs> Why don't you woof thinking both of us is the name of a breed? <laughs> I'll show you shits who's boss. Woof. woof. Go on. You can kiss my stiff dick. Woof, my stiff. This reminds me of the time I was in Australia, and despite my English accent, my tan led people to wonder if I was from the Middle East. Is this Pomeranian, they said, drinking their fizzy lager, or as I prefer to call it, Aird Ale. Woof, Aird Ale is a dog, isn't it? Yes, it it is. Don't be gullible, I replied. Hang on, it's something I, in there. <laughs> if I'm Iranian, you can pinch a bollock out of my nutsack. You missed Woof, Beagle. Pom- Pomeranian? No. You've got, you got, pom- 
Is this Pomeranian, they said? Pomeranian. It's amazing. Just for the readers back home, right? Steve is now having the exact kind of meltdown that people actually have on real quiz shows on TV. (laughs) When you sit there and go, I could do this. This is so important. (laughs) Uh, You missed Beagle in Don't Be Gullible. You missed missed Vimarana in If I'm Iranian. Vimarana, that's not what I'm familiar with. Oh, it's a a shiny grey thing that's got a weird mood about it. And you can pinch a bollock out of my nutsack. Pinch Pinch her. Turns out they just wanted to buy some cooking ingredients for a nice bolty. Ah, that's that's a nice follow. That's a thematic follow-on from the previous story. Yeah. I told them you can't score ghee from me. Woof. Corgi. In a voice that was husky from all the Jack Russells I'd been sucking off. Woof. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) You just set this up. (laughs) You just set this up so you have an environment where Steve sits saying the word woof at you because you know that will cheer you up. Because I know. (laughs) Got your number. Because I know I come from the bear subculture in which the word woof is a symbol of sexual attraction. Yes. I'm basically getting Steve to woof at me. (laughs) I need any pickup I can get. You're right. I'm glad I worked that one out. (laughs) Maybe shit at this, but at least I'm fucking Columbo. So, four. I just want to whip it out now just thinking about it. It makes me want to frot while I retrieve a (laughs) condom from the box I keep next to my bedlington. If you were to ask me what the favourite part of... Sorry, start that again. If you were to ask me what my favourite part of a dog is, I'd say carcass peen. You'll get the idea that I really love dogs. I didn't say that one right. Carcass peen, you'll... <laughs> that, that kind of work. Yeah, yes. I stopped the woofing so you could free flow through these puns because they're so beautiful. We'll give him some woofs now, though. Once he's done, once you're done. I'll retroactively woof about five times. Well, anyway, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I've got to go now. But if you're a matador, don't let that bull tear your no arsehole. And if you are a matador, I'll say goodbye in your own language. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> woof, 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 woof. There you go. I feel like that is should be kind of... The, the readers will have fun with that as a kind of word search style activity. How many can you find? Because mm. I, I can I find about left... three. Well... Well, let's leave it for them. If they can name the ones that Steve and you didn't name, email them to the podcast and I'll send you, I don't know. Something. Uh, I'll, I'll hoover a bit of... There's bounties from Doggo I left around the house. I'll send you some of the hair pulled out of the carpet on my dead dog. That's really sweet. Nice. That's yeah. literally something. A bit of sellotape with some dog hair on it. And uh, anything else? What else have we got? Um, the next micro feature is Five Woofs, an increasing order of sadness. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I was thinking maybe we could do some woofs. Oh, no, no, let's do it like this. Let's do, take it in turns, go round clockwise, I'll do a happy woof, and we've got to do increasingly sad woofs. And the first person to do a woof that wasn't noticeably sadder than the last, losers. Can I just say, although this is a game with winners, I think we should be a bit cooperative, and let's not like dick around and go straight from really happy to really sad. Oh yeah, it could be incremental. We've we've all got a good idea of what would make it. Some people want to win. Yeah. You want to win, man. Uh, <laughs> I never care about winning. I just enjoy <laughs> the games. Yeah. Wolf! Oh, we're going and clock, clock, clockwise. clockwise as as a dog would dog turn would, before it lies down. Uh, yes, but after three rounds of this, we won't lie down and then rest our head and our paws never to wake. Wolf! 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 Woof. 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 Why did you kill me? Why? I was happy until you put that liquid in my leg. Then I just stopped. (laughs) He was probably happy. I mean, that shit's probably really good fun, right up until it kills you. Yeah, I mean, if, I imagine the time when I had a general anaesthetic, there was about five seconds ago, ooh, my head's, hey, my, my, yeah. my head's alive. Okay. Logs here, yeah, right. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> wow, I'm going to take general anaesthetics more in the hope that he visits me in my state of semi-consciousness. <laughs> this is some requiem for a dream shit. <laughs> Log gets off his head on general anaesthetics. So, <laughs> so his dog might visit him. That's a really oh, that, that would happen in autumn, I think. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. 
well, that's um. Maybe we need more time before this is a true comedy masterpiece, but I'm going to get there. If that's how funny it is after 24 hours, we've got to try again next week. Yeah, Let me next tell week, you, yeah. I'm going to milk this dead dog dry. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be funny. Yeah. Tom Green would do it. Uh, if you picked <laughs> up on any of the puns that Log mentioned there, you can email regular... F- the re- No, it's Regular features podcast at gmail.com. It is, yeah, it is. And we, we mostly people, remember to check it now. People ask us for that on a semi-occasional basis, and perhaps mm. we should start mentioning it and looking at it. So if you have anything you want to email us... Yeah, send us any attachments you like. Yeah. We've got two MP3s, gigs of free storage. MP4s. Not MP5s, because that's a gun, and that's illegal to send via email. <laughs> Unless you're in Iran. And this podcast was supported by... By our patrons. I think, frankly, it was supported by the charisma of, of these three gentlemen, if, if I may be so bold. Yeah. But also want... supported by those people. And if you'd like to support the podcast... We bear our souls for you. The least you could do is chuck a fucking dollar away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that address is www.patreon.com forward slash regular features. And if you'd like to buy a video game... Regularfeatures.com slash no, 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 no. <laughs> Tell you what, this no. week, just don't buy any video games. Just don't, don't buy any games. Games. There are no just good don't... video games out this week, so don't even bother. Don't bother. Yeah, you're just... still playing Batman anyway. Face it, you fucking sheep. <laughs> or if you don't have any money or just don't think they're worth any bloody money, then the least you can do is load up iTunes. And yes, we know it's a piece of shit program, but you could load it up and you could give us a little a little review. Just go into the mm. Apple Store. You don't have to install that shit. Go into the Apple Store and just sort of like browse around. Yeah. But are you going to an an actual Apple store and load up regular features on all of the Macs? All of them. Ah. And if anyone tries to to change it, hit them. Hit them. If if you use Stitcher, I think you can review people on that. Do that. No one has a fucking clue. Who the fuck uses Stitcher? I don't know, but literally two people say, please put it on Stitcher, and so you do it. And that's the last you ever hear about it. The internet. (laughs) Is there anything else? We've got a live show coming up. Have we got a date for that? Do we have it? You've got to do that. Have you done that? I haven't done it. Well, let's not publicise well, the date yet. Let's not do that then. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention it last week? Nope. Because we hadn't done it. But we have got a live show coming up but, again. We're teasing it. But it's another good reason to be a patron because even if you just join Patreon, do it for a month or two yeah. and forget to cancel. It sounds like we get... just... Yeah, we <laughs> meant, did mention this last time because we said, like, sign up because they do sell out. We so, It sounds like we're just bullshitting people, but actually they do almost entirely sell out from patrons alone. So if you're interested in coming to a live show... Oh, remember, yeah. Then, well, yeah, we're not doing bullshit teasing to try and make no, you no, patron. No, we're no, just... we, we are genuinely being honest and it's not really our fault. I think if we tried to find a bigger venue, we just wouldn't sell out and that would be embarrassing. Mm. But last time... We sold out a gig and Jack D didn't. So suck that one, you miserable man. Suck my fat one, Jack D. (laughs) (laughs) Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.